After the ships arrived in England, Bonaparte seldom left the cabin earlier than five o'clock in the afternoon, passing his time and walking up and down in the after cabin, reading a great deal, and often falling asleep on the sofa, having within these two or three years become very lethargic. I this day informed him that Lord Keith had received an intimation that Sir Henry Bunbury, one of the undersecretaries of state, was to arrive in the course of the day with the decision of the British government as to his future disposal. He asked me many questions, but although Lord Keith had acquainted me that Bonaparte was to go to St. Helena, he had at the same time desired me not to communicate this information and was therefore obliged to evade his interrogatories as best I could. In the newspapers of this day, there appeared the lists of persons prescribed by the government of France. Among the first class were the names of Bertrand, Savary, and Lallemand. The first treated it with derision. The two others appeared much alarmed, and often asked me if I thought it possible that the British government would deliver them up to Louis. I said, decidedly not. You have been received on board an Englishman of war and it never can be the intention of the ministers to deliver you over to punishment. They were not, however, satisfied by any means, and a French frigate bearing the white flag, which lay in Hamouaz, was an object of much jealousy to them. When I waited on Lord Keith, the morning of the 31st of July, he acquainted me that Sir Henry Bunbury had arrived, and was to accompany him on board at 10 o'clock. He also showed me the notification of the decision of government respecting Bonaparte in which he was styled general throughout. It stated that he was to be sent to St. Helena and to be permitted to take with him three of the higher class of those that had accompanied him from France and 12 domestics who were to be selected by himself, with the exception of Savary and Lallemand, who were not on any account to be permitted to go with him. I immediately returned on board to be in readiness to receive Lord Keith and Sir Henry Bunbury and inform Bonaparte that he might expect them. He asked me if I knew what they were to communicate, and having then received his lordship's sanction for doing so, I told him. I understood it was determined that he was to be sent to St. Helena. His mind had by this time been so much prepared by the newspapers for that event that he did not show any very strong emotion at receiving the intimation, though he complained in strong terms of the injustice of such a measure. As, however, the admiral's barge was seen approaching, and I was obliged to go upon deck to receive him. I had very little conversation with him at that time. Lord Keith and Sir Henry Bunbury arrived at half-past ten in the forenoon when I showed them into the cabin, where Bonaparte was attended by Count Petran. I then withdrew, leaving them shut up with him for about half an hour when Lord Keith called me to the fore cabin, where all the suite were assembled, and I presented each of them to the Admiral and Sir Henry. They all appeared very much distressed, but particularly Savary and Lallemand, who were extremely urgent to know how they were to be disposed of protesting most vehemently against their being given up to France as a breach of all faith and honor. Madame Bertrand again tried to induce Lord Keith to use his influence with our government to prevent Bertrand from accompanying Bonaparte to St. Helena.